0: Welcome to the Blasphemous Pope Cathedral and I am your Blasphemous Pope. We are beginning meditations. Uh, Meditations is more of a how-to guide than a why guide, like the sermons was. That means that we will be going much further in depth on the topics here in meditations than we did on sermons. That being said, uh, I am not an expert in everything. and. I am capable of being wrong, so if you notice that there's some sort of uh, incorrect data uh, that I'm giving, uh, feel free to reach out via the message app on Anchor, or you can reach me at my webpage HarryFelter.wordpress.com, and uh, that is also where any relevant materials links to uh, uh, reference. Will be for meditations. Also, I am not an as I'm not an expert in everything, or or have knowledge in everything. I am still seeking uh, people who are experts in things such as uh, alternative energy, water collection, and and other such facets for uh, homesteading and uh, off-grid sustainable existence. If you wish to support this show, you can always, uh, for 99 cents a month, uh, support this show. Uh, I do have other apps that you can uh, that you can support me with, but uh, I, I feel that through Anchor probably be the best and safest for everybody involved. With that being said, let us commence with meditations. Hello and welcome back to the Blasphemous Pope Podcast. I am your Blasphemous Pope, and this is Meditations Two: Composting Types and Setup. This is a continuation of last week's uh, podcast that uh, we started talking about what composting is and uh, and how to really just go about it as far as the uh, the basics were concerned. Now we're going to get a little deeper uh, involved in the topic and talk about some of the different varieties of composting uh, and how to set up your composting pile. with this uh podcast we're going to be talking about commercial products more than we are going to be talking about diy things i'm going to leave that to next week because it's a little involved it requires a little bit of schematics and i would rather do that uh, as its own standalone podcast because explaining how to put things together takes time Uh, and i have to actually make the uh, schematics up for you guys so with that being said, let us begin. Uh, composting comes in two main varieties: hot composting and cold composting. There is a hybrid version of it, but I don't, I don't really talk about it because it's really just starting off as hot composting and then not paying attention to it enough, so it becomes cold composting. So there's really that that hybrid version is just really. I started off paying attention to something and then I just stopped and and that's that so what is the main difference between hot and cold composting well it's the temperature really Um, with hot composting your internal temperature is somewhere between 113 degrees Fahrenheit to 160 degrees Fahrenheit Um, these temperatures are needed for Uh, Killing uh, harmful bacteria, uh, encouraging helpful bacteria, and it generally speeds up the process of decomposition for you. Um, It is Hot composting is the fastest method of composting that there is out there. Uh, It generally takes only about 8 weeks to go from food scraps to uh, usable soil. Now, cold composting has an internal temperature of 90 degrees Fahrenheit or even lower. Um, you, uh, you generally want uh, a cold composting pile if you have a lot of vegetation because uh, it will pay off in the long run. Uh, you, you wanna use uh, your vegetation for a hot composting projects because if you have things like meats, dairy uh, and uh, and other high-protein sources that you want to use for composting, you're going to need uh, the hot composting to sterilize it. Uh, as opposed to your regular vegetation, uh, your yard leaves, your yard clippings, your plant clippings, your tree trimmings, all of that stuff can be cold composted and that cold compost compostable material can be used to help generate your hot composting pile as well Um, and uh, generally speaking when you do cold composting you are looking at like a six-month investment of time so time and space being a thing that exists uh, you really have to consider what is going to be best for you Uh, hybrid composting uh, is when you give it just enough attention um, where cold composting is almost zero maintenance and hot composting is uh, multi many days a week maintenance Um, hybrid composting is just enough maintenance to keep the temperature between 90 and 113 degrees Uh, it usually takes about 8 to 14 weeks uh, to complete the uh, process so, which one is really right for you? Um, you kind of have to consider your time commitment here. Uh, with uh, hot composting, you're going to have to turn your hot, uh, your hot piles uh, one to two times a week, uh, warm once every couple of weeks, and cold if you want. Um, uh, and Every time you, you have stuff to add to a hot pile, you have to actually start a new hot pile. And that's another important thing to consider is that you're going to have you're going to have in a, a hot pile scenario multiple piles as opposed to a cold pile scenario where you can just do a long train and just keep adding on. What we're going to do next is we're going to talk about pros and cons of hot cold and hybrid systems. Stay tuned. podcast and here we are at the pros and cons of hot cold and hybrid medium piles um, now as far as time commitment is concerned we have your commitment to the pile and the pile's commitment to getting done uh, as far as uh, your commitment to the pile If you don't have a lot of time, cold composting is for you because then you don't really have to do much. You set it up, you can pretty much forget it. If you want to turn it, you can, but you don't really need to. Uh, The hybrid pile kind of requires you to turn it like once every one or two weeks and the hot pile twice a week. You're going to want to be pulling the edges of the pile into the center to more evenly distribute the bacteria and the temperature of the pile. Um, <clears throat> Conversely, the exact opposite is the case as far as outputs concerned. You've got about six months to wait on a cold pile, um, about two and a half to three and a half months to wait on a hybrid pile, and just two, two months to wait on a hot pile. So you really have to consider which ones... Ideal for you in that type of situation if you have a lot of space and you don't have a lot of Time in order to get this soil going you're gonna want to set up a bunch of hot piles if you have uh, next to no space um, Potentially a a a bin a cold composting bin might be better for you Um, now the hot and the cold have things that they stand alone in uh, as a as a pro uh... your hot composting bin will kill foodborne illnesses your, your e coli, your salmonella, your hep A, your shigella your norovirus, all of those things they get they get cooked to death basically in a hot pile now that doesn't happen in a cold pile but what also doesn't happen is uh, uh, microbes don't end up getting, uh, you don't end up losing any of those microbes. Uh, There is a high potential that you will lose a lot of the beneficial microbes that grow in a composting pile and a hot pile, but they don't disappear uh, as readily in a cold pile. Um, Now, when we consider space, because space is the other major consideration to really think about here, Uh, Hot piles kind of require you to start a new pile every time you add, you have stuff to add to a hot pile. Um, There are ways around this, and if you have a plan, you can easily, every four weeks, generate a new batch of soil. But uh, without a plan, you're just going to basically be starting a new hot pile every time you have uh, protein-heavy kitchen scraps. You know, bones, meat, cheese... uh, and, and the like, with a uh, small, uh, with a cold pile. Sorry, um, you uh, you can generally just keep adding to the pile uh, in a linear fashion across your yard. There's a, uh, actually a, a dedicated process to having a, a complete annual circle of compost. Using the cold process where you start your pile and then as you add more to the pile You're just adding it in a line and you make a circle and when you get back to the circle It's about six months and that That end of the circle is now usable and you start removing that for dirt and you keep that that circle going around Um, Now uh, the other thing that we need to really think think about here is smell Uh, in a correctly uh, assembled hot pile there is very low risk of smell and in a cold pile there is a very large potential for smell uh, mainly because of the amount of time it takes for things to break down the faster they break down the less opportunity there is for uh, malodorous emanations and if you're living in a suburban area you're going to end up with a lot of problems if you can't manage that smell in the prior podcast i talk about ways to manage your uh smell potential in a cold system and i also uh offer some advice in troubleshooting smells emanating from the uh the hot system if you live in a community this is something you're going to really need to consider um when it comes to composting, because your neighbors may not be very appreciative of the malodorous emanations coming from your compost piles. Uh, In our next segment and final segment, we're gonna be talking about setup style and uh, options there. See you soon. And welcome back. All right so setup up location style. These are things that we really need to consider. Uh, as far as location is concerned, this is a pretty easy topic to cover. You need sunlight, moderate sunlight, not direct you know blazing sun desert sunlight uh, and access to water. Aside that, generally you just want to keep it away from the house a little bit because of the potential for odors. Uh, now style. Style is a very uh, uh, particular thing to everybody. Everyone has their own uh, considerations when they, uh, when they deal with style. Uh, first thing you want to think about is size. What kind of size do you have? Do, are you living in an apartment, a small property, a large property? These things affect what kind of systems you're going to be able to put in place. Um, Now, I'm going to say this, there is absolutely no shame in using pre-made options and they're very easily, readily available. Uh, The next podcast I'll be talking a little bit more about your DIY options when considering composting piles. Um, generally, with pricing on these pre-made options, small units, which are gener- which can be used indoors, are around that $30 mark, anywhere between $20 and $50 a unit. The larger options are anywhere from 80 on up, and they are outdoor units, obviously. The first type of uh, composting I want to talk about is using a tumbler. Now, a tumbler just is what it sounds, you basically have a composting bin that rotates on an axis of some sort. The good thing about these uh, is that they are very good at pest and scavenger control as any closed bin would be. If you are a person with a disability or you have physical limitations uh, due to injury, this is probably your best option because they generally rotate very easy on their axis so you don't have uh, to strain yourself especially if you're trying to turn a pile Uh, that pile can be very heavy when you're trying to to move stuff around. The other additional problem solved there is odor control it's very good at controlling the odor because it's contained. Now with this type of composting system it's pretty much an all-in-one shot you don't you don't have the ability to add to it or or anything like that um, with a tumbler you are going to hot compost a hundred percent of the time and unless it's very well insulated you are going to be only doing this during the seasons that you can hot compost if you live up north, cold, uh, hot composting is not going to work very well for you in a tumbler in the winter. Um, another type of composting is worm composting, which uses worms. Um, you uh, you get worm castings out of this, which is considered, you know, a uh, gold standard of compost, and compost tea, because the worm composting it it sheds uh liquid Uh, this is a cold composting style but it is the fastest cold composting that you will ever be able to do because the worms are doing the bulk of the work you will get finer composting out of uh, of worm composting so um with that uh you can't do hot composting, so there are things that have to be done in hot composting that can't be done uh, with, with worm composting, uh, and you have to keep the worms alive, that is an important step here. Um, these uh, units, they generally are in the 80 to $200 range, and they're usually stacks where the worms will consume the, the waste material and then move up a stack and consume the waste material, so on and so forth. Uh, the next uh, solution is a standing bin now these are the cheapest per square foot of, uh, of compost that you're going to get they usually generally fall in the one to three dollars per gallon of waste range uh, you can do any type of composting in these these are very uh, versatile they're modular units uh, the things to consider about them is that you will have to do odor control on them. You are going to have to assemble them. They are going to come in parts and pieces, and they're usually quite large. So you're going to have to consider your space options. Now with the small options, we're going to have to remember small options are really more expensive options. Uh, Per gallon, you're going to be paying a lot more. Somewhere in the neighborhood of $20 per gallon. but these systems, they are built for indoors. They come with charcoal filters to control the odor. Uh, they are, there are portable options that you can take with you if you are uh, mobile. Um, but they are going to give you the uh, smallest quantity for the investment. Um, and that's that about composting. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Blasphemous Pope Podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, listening in. Again, if there is any materials, uh, visual materials needed for the podcast, it will be located at harryfelker.wordpress.com. And um, if you wish to support the podcast, you can do so through Anchor for as low as 99 cents a month. For just 99 cents a month, you can help... uh, make these podcasts possible Uh, with that being said uh, I would uh, like to thank you again for coming by giving a listen and hope that the podcast has given you something to think about or something uh, taught you something that you didn't know if at any point in time you disagree with any of my information, you can feel free to reach out to me through the Anchor Messaging app or on my webpage, harryfelker.wordpress.com, and let me know. If you have information that I do not have, if my information happens to be incomplete, uh, I am not infallible, I am not above uh, being corrected, so I welcome anybody with information that I do not have to come on. uh, I will do an interview and we will uh, get it all sorted out. Um, So again, thank you. Uh, I appreciate your patronage, your time to come and listen, and uh, I hope to see you again on the next Blasphemous Pope Podcast.